The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is, of course, a monster Monday. It is presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. It's not just any Monday, by the way. It is a Labor Day Monday, which is why we are releasing this on Sunday night. So you guys have it for your travels Sunday evening. You have it Monday morning, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing on Monday. We will have an epic college draft podcast on Monday as well. Emery was fantastic with his bets for week one in college football. And no one's been ahead of the game on Colorado and Shador Sanders like Emery, which is why you all... If you like college football or the NFL draft or betting on college football even a little bit, you all need to make sure you are listening or watching the College Draft Podcast. You know who I am, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, and you know this man. You can check me out every social media platform at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. That's where you see the highlight clips of all the the best cuts from each show. You can also always watch the show, and more and more people are doing that. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'll have some more announcements a little bit later in the show now that it's time. It is week one of the NFL season. We've got a game on Thursday night. Lions Chiefs. I absolutely cannot wait. Beyond fired up. And I'm also excited for you guys to hear part two of the interview with Chris Long, such an awesome guy, and he's real. You know, I think one of the reasons why he's having success with his show and in the media is because I'd like to think, like me, he's real, he's genuine, and we got into some real conversations about, you know, retiring, and he and I were kind of on different pages. I think you guys will really enjoy it. We're all on the same page, though, when it comes to what you should be drinking on Monday while you're grilling out for Labor Day. It's Labatt Blue Light. I mean, if you want to take 
your Labor Day, if you want to take grilling out, whatever you're doing with family and friends, the next level, it's always Labatt Blue Light. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So the, the one thing I think is interesting, too, about you, and I don't remember what year this was. It might have been 20 or, or 18 or 19 or 20. One of those years when I started doing the Eagles preseason games, it felt like they were going to re-sign you for that year. Yeah. And then they didn't. And then next thing I know, you had an epic retirement post with just a red solo <laughs> cup, which I loved. Oh, um, look, you got it right there yeah, as we're talking. It's full of water. So – so my career ended um, on the wedge against the Ravens, four-man wedge in 2007. They still had that. And uh, hernia disc in my neck, bruised spinal cord, whatever. So I was done. But I would have kept playing, I think, Chris, until basically what happened, right? The doctor said, I said, what do you think? He's like, I think you're 28. And you went to Prince. You should get a real job. Because my spinal cord was bruised. I wasn't that good anymore anyway. Like, you know, I was yeah, going to be hanging on. Yeah, but when you talk about on. spinal cord being bruised, uh, it doesn't even matter if you're good or not. Like, you got to think about your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, he said once your spinal cord has been – and then he gave me, like, three different neck surgery options. I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I think I'm good. I think I'll go on IR and then uh, try to figure something else out. But yours is unique because you could have kept playing, I think, yeah. and chose not to. And so I guess I'm just curious, walk me through like the yeah. pros and cons and, and what you went through there. Yeah, it was, it's so interesting, Ross, because in part in a longer answer, but like, you know, being in the middle of my career, you remember when concussion came out and all that stuff, the movie, and, you know, we were a bit uh, more aware of CT and yeah. possible effects. And, you know, although I do think it's not a death sentence, there's a lot of guys like yourself or me or, hey, we just talked about my dad. He's 60-something years old guys sharp as as attack and you know uh it's not it's not like when you retire it's a sure thing that you're going to go down this bad road and the whole thing but we love to like we love to you know perpetuate that with the the negative stories we hear about guys after football um but I got real caught up in that like you know I, I I started to worry about my future and that sort of thing I started to worry about my health um so I had it in my head pretty early that I wasn't going to play past like 34, you know, for a few reasons. Number one, because uh, I wanted to be there for my kids. Um, you know, my dad, and he, he he said this. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, the first eight years of your life, I wasn't there the way I could have been. Because as you know, as an NFL player, even if you're present, you're not present. Um, it's hard to go home and turn it off. And, you know, I waited, my wife and I, Meg, waited to have our first son, Waylon, until I was 30. Because I was like, okay, by the time I get out, he's going to be starting to remember the time we spend and that sort of thing. So everything timed up well that way. You know, when I got cut in St. Louis, ended up in New England, I was kind of at this phase of my career where I was like, okay, it's only about winning now. You've had individual success. You've, you've been on a really bad team your whole career. It's time to cash it in and win. And New England kind of opened up a new chapter because it gave me some house money to play with and go enjoy Philly. Like, finish my career somewhere that was schematically agreeable with what I did. Because in New England, it wasn't really that. And I loved no, it. No, dude, I, you were playing like... I was playing You're playing like... You're like two-gapping at D-tackle. I was like, what, at 263, what is he even doing? Which is fine. And I was happy to shovel shit because I, like, I wanted to win. And that's truly about... You know, like, I loved everything about New England. 
I just couldn't continue to subject myself to that if I wanted to play a couple more years. And I wanted to finish strong. So I love Philly. I fell in love with the city. Obviously, the history we made there was awesome. But, you know, there was a point where I was one of their four guys on third down. And we had this deep group where they were, like, going to smell me on first and second down. And then third down, it'd be me, BG, Fletcher, Derek Barnett. And, you know, Jim wanted to have some younger guys in. And he wanted some first and second down guys that could also stay on the field on third down. So he picked, you know, an interior dude. And I can't remember who it was, but basically it was like him or me. And I wasn't going to get cut, but they were going to tell me, hey, you're probably going to play like 10, 15 snaps a game. And I love football in a way that I love playing the game. You know, there's no reason to subject myself to all that if I'm going to play 10, 15 snaps a game because I was still playing at a pretty high level, I thought. And, you know, after that year, I got some calls from like, you know, Seattle and like some out west teams, but I didn't want to move my family. So I just said, you know what, like, I don't want to start over. I don't want to lose. I've tasted what winning's like. I think this is a good place to end it. And uh, I decided to retire. And then, honestly, Ross, like I've told this story before, but the first fallout, that guy that they chose over me got hurt. And he got hurt like the first game. So I immediately hit up Roseman, and I was like, hey, you know, I know we talked about this scenario. Should I get ready? And he was like, yeah, start working out. So I worked out for like three weeks. I didn't have camp. I was hell-bent on coming back. I felt really rejuvenated. First time in my life I actually got some vet days, by the way, of, like, retiring and missing <laughs> the entire camp. And uh, I, came, I trained. I came back. I met with Jim. I almost came back. I almost came back in 2020. I think it was after the Packers game. And uh, I decided at the last second uh, it just wasn't for me. Um, I, you know, the situation wasn't right. And, boy, was I thankful I didn't come back because that 2020 season – was awful that was the year Carson uh was struggling he didn't have anybody to throw to I think he got hurt in the playoff game uh against the Seahawks Clowney gave him a concussion and I'm just sitting there at home thinking man like you may you have been making some good decisions man you know, like <laughs> New England in free agency Philly in free agency and then I'm gonna get off the bus um before this 2020 season so the whole thing for me was I never wanted to play poorly I never wanted to go out playing poorly I wanted to go out as you know a guy that the, the 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 young guys were like it wasn't a burden to have him on the team it wasn't awkward it wasn't like it's time to go and I felt like I was a part of the, you know a group in Philly that um I played a good role and it was a good one to end on and that was it we, we mentioned red solo cups earlier Chris has one there if you want to take this weekend to the next level drink some Labatt blue lights with your friends live life to the power of we Always enjoy responsibly, of course, beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. So it's so funny, Chris. I, I, I have a lot of respect for you on so many levels, but I like the thought process. I had heard that before about you didn't just want to play 10 to 15 snaps and you wanted to play some first and second down. Like you wanted to be all in. Like, so from my perspective as a guy that wasn't a high pick and didn't make a ton of money, like the idea of getting another year, but only having to play ten of it, that, that sounds, sounds good. incredible. Like when I first heard that, I was like, What? He's well, not gonna play so, because he wants to play more snaps <laughs> at like year yeah. fourteen of his career. I thought that was I gotta be honest with you, dude. I thought that was the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think for me, I got lucky, man, you know, played well in college, played well 
you know, year three, four, five. So I got my big contract. I got my rookie deal. So I've always had like financial freedom and, you know, I, I, I just always want to, I always want to do things my way. And, um, you know, I, I think I've always held myself to a standard that was higher because of what you just described. Like I'm used to being under a lot of pressure, you know, being a high pick, being Howie's kid, being whatever. I don't ever just relax. You know, I'm not saying a guy relaxes when he's like, I'm going to play one more year and be the swing tackle or yeah. uh, I'm going to be the, the, the first and second down uh, interior guy who gets 15 snaps a, a game. I, I I know that's not easy, but for me, it would have been really hard um, because I was constantly... I get that. It's hard to go from being miserable. the man to being like uh, yeah. a, a role player. Yeah, it's hard because like... In the meat of my career, I was the man, and me and Robert were, were the dudes, and, you know, I was a double-digit guy and, you know, captain of my team, and, and it wasn't like I was like, my ego needs this, but my standard for myself has changed, you know, and, and once that standard is met, like, even as you get older and injuries and age catch up, like, you're never okay with not being that guy, and a lot of people were like, you must be having so much fun in Philly. You must be having so much fun in New England. And I was, but I'm so friggin' hard on myself that I don't think I would have been able to deal with walking out of the stadium and making a tackle and, you know, having three rushes and saying, you know, because people say, where's Chris Long? You know, like, haven't heard from him in a month. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. You know, it's like. So having those snaps to go out and compete, I love competing. I love wearing people down as the game goes on. That's how I that's I wasn't the best athlete, but what I did was I I really do believe one of my strengths was my willpower and just trying to will it to happen in the fourth quarter and that sort of thing. And if I don't have another thing is as a rusher, everything's about setting people up. If I don't have those opportunities to set people up, yeah. I'm not going to look like myself. And so, you know, while it looked like a funny decision for some people, I, for me, it made a lot of sense. Chris, I got to get you on again at some point because I have like a million more questions for you. Um, Anytime. That I'd love to chat. I knew this was going to happen. I knew I should have made it a two-parter and asked you that you ahead of time. That's all right. We'll get you back on at some point. Make sure you check out Chris's show. It's awesome. Everything they're doing over at Greenlight is amazing. You can check him out at Greenlight and and Chris is at Joel the number nine one O N E. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really well, appreciate anytime, it, man. Appreciate you. You do great work. Love to come back. That guy is awesome. You know what isn't awesome, by the way? People attacking your privacy and not having security online when you're traveling like I was this weekend, flying all the way out to San Jose, flying back airports hotels and i've also been telling you you can run out of stuff to watch on netflix sometimes my wife i told you guys this last week has been using expressvpn to binge the office on uk netflix but they got all kinds of other stuff like if you like korean dramas use expressvpn uh to parasite off south korean netflix so there's lots of different things it's not just netflix Works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, whatever. Yeah, ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. If you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to ExpressVPN.com. 
dot com slash Tucker right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker, expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more. Tuck's takes. All right, Ross, we'll start the Vikings. They signed tight end TJ Hawkinson to a long-term deal, making him the highest paid tight end in the league at $17.25 million a year. Two thoughts on the TJ Hawkinson contract with the Vikings. Number one, yet another example of a hold-in working. Hawkinson wasn't really practicing until he got the deal. He didn't get fined a single dollar. He was there in the meetings. He didn't miss anything. He didn't get fined anything. He didn't take any injury risk, and he got his money. Well done. Hold-ins are what people should do. The second thing is, and I know longevity and injuries are a part of this, but as it relates to the whole you know, running backs don't matter and all that stuff conversation, you will never, ever convince me that TJ Hawkinson is more than twice as valuable as Dalvin Cook, or that TJ Hawkinson makes more than twice a difference in the outcome of games as Dalvin Cook. I don't believe that, and you'd have a really tough time convincing me of that. Another market resetting contract, the Dolphins make Alec Ingold the highest paid fullback in the AFC, and they also put Jeff Wilson on the PUP. I don't even know, Jack, if I knew that Jeff Wilson was was banged up. That was interesting to me when the Dolphins put him on the PUP. But what it kind of tells me is, especially for fantasy folks, and we'll be all over that on the Fantasy Feast with Joe Dolan on Wednesday and Thursday. But, man, that's good for Raheem Mostert for the first four games and good for Devin Shane the first four games. The rookie from Texas A&M, no Jeff Wilson, means that those two guys are going to get the lion's share of the touches. As for Ingold, what I find so interesting about that, and he's still not getting paid more than Juszczyk out in the NFC in for the Niners, but most teams still don't have a fullback. Most teams still don't really believe in having a fullback. Yet, isn't it interesting that some of the best offenses, some of the best teams – in recent years, the Niners, the Dolphins, you know, we talked about that with Greg Cosell last week, how much he loves the Dolphins offense. He was like waxing poetic. They have fullbacks. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's something that makes you think a little bit, right? Like, well, and I'll tell you why. Number one. Most teams aren't, most guys aren't used to going against fullbacks. So it, it adds an element schematically that the defenses don't see a lot. And then the players, the safeties, the corners sometimes, the outside backers, they're not used to taking on fullbacks. They're not used to knowing how to fit some of those runs with a fullback. So there's a lot of value in what some of these fullbacks represent. And obviously, the Dolphins feel that way about Alec Ingold making him even higher paid than Patrick Ricard out there with the Baltimore Ravens, who I don't even know how much the Ravens are going to use Ricard right now. Here's what I do know. Did the game go to timeout? It's time to order on DoorDash. Wait, is it halftime? 
That's ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. Yeah, that means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a door, a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yeah, right now, the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Texans signed running back Mike Boone and linebacker Corey Littleton. I got to say, by the way, Jack, I mean, between uh, Labatt and DoorDash, our, our sales folks are killing it, man. I mean, these, these are the type of advertisers I like. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, this is my wheelhouse right now, DoorDash and Labatt. Thank goodness somebody clearly listens to the show or gets the show. Uh, makes me happy. Uh, what did you even say? Oh, yeah. So Texan signing. I mean, this is, I think for the most part, this will be over now. Until after week one, some guys will get signed after week one because if they're on the opening day roster in week one, their salary is guaranteed if they're a veteran in their fifth year or later. So some guys will get signed after week one now at this point, but some teams don't really care about that. And they're like, no, we, we want these guys on our roster now. And for the Texans, that was Mike Boone and Corey Littleton. The Patriots claimed Matt Corral off the waivers from the Carolina Panthers. They did, and they're getting a lot of praise for that. And and that's fine, you know, because remember, they're the ones that traded the pick originally, Jack, to the Panthers so the Panthers could draft Matt Corral. So the Patriots got whatever it was from the Panthers, I think like this year's third-round pick or something crazy. I forget exactly what it was. So that the Panthers could draft Corral in the fourth round, I believe, last year, or whatever, something like that. And then one year later, the Panthers cut him, and the Patriots get him for nothing, uh, which is kind of funny. That said, I mean, the Panthers clearly were not enamored with Matt Corral. I think the, the, the likelihood that Matt Corral ends up being a productive player for the Patriots, probably not real good, but... Maybe they like him more. Maybe they end up liking him more as a backup than Bailey Zappi. They obviously don't like Bailey Zappi that much. I'm a little surprised Bailey Zappi even stayed there on practice squad because you get drafted in the fourth round, you start a couple games and play pretty well, and then the next year they cut you. That just shows the Patriots don't really value Bailey Zappi that much. They were willing to risk another team claiming him on waivers. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup suffered a setback with his hamstring. Not good, Jack. I mean, they already, I think, are probably going to be a pretty rough team to watch this year. And I almost wonder sometimes, I think they tried to trade Matthew Stafford reportedly, but it's going to be, it It feels like there's a couple-year rebuild that needs to happen there. And they need Cooper Cup. I mean, you look at their skill guys on offense, they really, really need Cooper Cup defensively they've got a lot of inexperienced guys and I saw Cooper Cup went to see some body specialist or performance specialist in Minnesota because he's having these recurring hamstring issues that is uh, obviously not a very good sign for the the LA Rams I, I wouldn't expect to see him quite frankly anytime soon 
because what they don't want to have happen is they don't want to have him have another setback during the season. So they're probably going to wait until they feel confident he's like 100% ready before they they put him back out there in a game. So I, I wouldn't expect if you're you still haven't done your fantasy draft yet, I wouldn't expect Cooper Cup to play the first couple games at a minimum, to be honest with you. Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans, agent, he sets a September 9th deadline for a new contract. So I think I'm going to make this, Jack, my Labatt take of the week, just because I don't know what takes I'll have later in the week, and I feel pretty strongly about this one on a couple different levels. As a reminder, the Labatt take is presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Two thoughts on the Mike Evans contract deadline. Number one, no problem with his agent doing this because, you know, Mike wants to get one more big bite at the apple before he goes into this last year, before he potentially gets injured, before his production goes down with a quarterback that's not Tom Brady. So very understandable from Mike Evans' standpoint that he wants to get this contract done now. From the Bucks' standpoint, though, does it make sense to give Mike Evans this big contract? I would argue it probably makes more sense to consider trading Mike Evans. This is going to be a rough year, I think, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let's be honest, they're in a rebuild, whether or not they admit that or not. Ryan Jensen, likely to never play again at center, is devastating to an offensive line that already had some question marks on the right side. Obviously, the quarterback situation is a major question mark. I think if I'm the Bucks, I strongly consider trading Mike Evans if there's a team out there that's willing to give you some legit draft picks in return. And just be honest with yourself that you're not going anywhere this year and maybe not for the next couple years until you get a better quarterback. I don't think Baker Mayfield's that guy. And Mike Evans getting up there in years now might make sense to trade him. I would at least strongly consider it if I were the Tampa Bay Bucks. Jack, just a couple other notes real quick. Um, we do have a new patron, Riley Ethorn, E-A-T-H-O-R-N-E. Remember, you can be part of our private Slack channel if you go to patreon.com slash RT Media and become a Tuckheads member. You can be part of that private Slack channel and you get access to my press box food reviews and all of the bets for the Even Money podcast. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shoutouts, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture. What about humanheadnyc.com? or SteakhouseSports.com, or Go-Bangles.com, or BackOfficeSchedule.com, or MyFrontPageStory.com, by far the best gift you can ever get anyone ever for any time.